Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Okay, take two. Good morning, Lance. (laughs) I totally forgot that wasn't preloaded. I've got to fix that so that it's actually in the log. Yes, you must. Because I was going to, I had comment on it. To make at the beginning of the program, but now we can, I'll save that for the next uh, hour. <laughs> God. Hey, now, what y'all been doing? I think we've been, I don't know, eating, drinking, carrying on, enjoying people's company and having a big week. I hope you have had the same experience. And, in fact, I do have a lot to say about all of that. First, though, not to – you know, I never know what to bring up after such a thing as the Egg Bowl. Because there's some people who are happy, there are some people who are not so happy. But I gotta tell you, I, I believe it was at the Egg Bowl that I got to see the drone show. I, I didn't see the football game, but someone showed me the drone show at, of, of all this magnificent electronics going up in the air and turning into the bulldog and the, all of these other things. And my point is, we better get used to this. If you really think that wanting a drone is a weird thing, you need to get over it because this is where we are. You want to know how I know this? They're no longer just for fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, this began as a work thing. And obviously, because we're Americans and planet Earth people, anything that flies gets our attention quickly, right? The whole notion of being able to send a drone out over your garden to notice where things are and let you see stuff you wouldn't necessarily see if you just walked by it. The idea of sending drones out to really, frankly, just survey all the farmland and let us know what's doing better than others, where the nutrients are being taken up and where they're not, where the water is and where it isn't. Those are all things we can do because the drones can measure things that you and I can't measure just by walking by stuff. Perhaps even more interesting to me is this particular report today from the Karolinska Institute. They are evaluating the possibility because it hasn't it does indeed work when it works. So now they're going to try to make it work more often to alert drones equipped with automated external defibrillators. You know, you, you we understand now that there are defibrillators in airports and in a lot of public places because we're hopeful that we will be able to help people if they suffer while we're there, okay? But the idea of being able to dial 911 and 911 sends the drone before the ambulance can even get there can save time and perhaps save your life. So something to think about. Uh, The initial study has been uh, conducted. They're working on an area in Sweden now, and there's just no problems with it. It, Right now it looks like a great idea. What do you think? Hmm? Now, yes, indeed, this is the Garden Mama Show, and we are here to talk about your plants and your life in the green world. So why don't you give me a call? 888 808 is the Super Talk call line. 
The ceasefire text line is 601-879-4395. In the ever, ever widening world of what is it to be a gardener and what am I doing and does it make any sense right now? The good news is you can do just about anything except perhaps plant tomatoes in your garden right now. You can move plants from one part of the yard to the other. You can hopefully, and I trust that you will, because today is, in fact, Shop Local Day, you know. You'll get yourself to the nursery, buy a new tree, buy a new shrub, buy something that you need for your garden from a local business. Why not? It's a good day to do that. Now, that's not all you can do, of course, at this particular point in time. I'm hoping that you have already noticed that you did plant daffodils. I had to look... I had to look at a picture from last year to make sure I knew where the daffodils were. But, yes, it's time to put out a little granular fertilizer for them because they are about to be coming up if they are not already. If you're joining us at supertalk.tv or if you have been in my social media feeds, you have seen a couple of the pictures that Lance is putting up for us at supertalk.tv today because, frankly, I'm celebrating flowers the popcorn cassia with the magnificent black flower buds has opened into its yellow glory. So I took pictures of it at half half strength, so to speak, so you could see both. And the queen's tears are all coming into bloom. My goodness, that's a table full. They're just beautiful. And, in fact, there's, of course, it's holiday cactus time. Now, I say holiday cactus because, yes, there's Thanksgiving cactus, there's Christmas cactus, there's Easter cactus. That all takes too long to say. And they all bloom at different points depending on how they are triggered and how you have treated them. So if you like mine, I hope you'll by all means send me a picture of yours here on the text line. I doubt seriously that that's what Trey has sent, but we're going to find out here in a minute. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, well, that's these are hydration levels. <laughs> Good morning, Trey. That's wonderful. Such great stuff. Oh, if you are looking for a really impressive gift for someone, and yes, we're rolling into that season very quickly here, please consider a citrus tree in a magnificent container with drainage and, yes, a rolling saucer. All of those things, if you already have if you already have the citrus tree, you need the other things. But if you don't and you're getting a new t- new citrus tree, please, by all means, realize that you do need some accompaniments to it. Um, one of the things that I'm into at this particular point in time is this whole notion of rotating the plant because it's on a, a saucer with wheels. This thing is about, oh, 18 inches or so across. And it does have caster-type wheels on it, so I can kick it with my foot and turn it around a little bit. The lemon tree seems to be responding. And, yes, it does have way, way, way more space in the house than it deserves, but that's the way it is. I don't have a truck to haul it to somebody else, and it's too cold anyway, or it will be shortly. (laughs) So if you've got that lemon going, if you've got a kumquat, if you've got a dwarf lime, that would be the smartest one to have in the house. But all of those things do deserve your attention. And if yours are outside and you've just planted, make sure that you're checking on because if it rains a lot, they may get a little flooded, and you'll need to pull a little bit of the mulch away. On the other hand, if it doesn't rain in your area and you've just planted, you need to pay attention to that, too. Citrus is a big deal at this time of year, and there's no reason not to feel like you can take – you certainly can take care of it. I have had a couple of questions since I wrote in the All Things Garden Mama newsletter about – 
forcing narcissus bulbs for the holiday tables. And I hope that you will give yourself a chance to grab some. It's There's plenty of time, at least for the Christmas holiday. It takes a few weeks, and it's not hard to do. But the big question this week was, are they all paper whites? Can you force any other bulbs in rocks? Well, yes, you can, you can force other narcissus. If you're going to try to force tulips or things like that, daffodils, you do need soil for them. But you can force the narcissus, such as the paper whites and the, the things like, oh, I don't know, there are a couple of different varieties that I've actually enjoyed. February gold is probably my favorite, but I've never had it bloom in February, so I don't, I don't know if that's a misnomer or not. But the other big question this week was about shouldn't I be using vodka in the the rocks, you know, what, why do people do that? And am I wasting the vodka? Will the plants be drunk? You know, all of these kind of crazy questions. And the one that tickled me the most probably was, do I really have to use vodka? I have a bottle of gin. Well, yeah, you can use gin. The idea is that you're going to use an alcohol, a clear alcohol, probably not ever clear. That's too expensive. And you would only use a couple of drops of that because it's so potent. But the thing is, you don't want to replace the water completely. What you're trying to do is about one to one to six, one to seven ratio of vodka to water. And you can do this from the very beginning. The idea is that it will work along with the process of putting those plants, putting those bulbs into a dark space and using the vodka water will help in many, many ways to keep them a little bit shorter and particularly keep them from flopping over when they, when you take them out and let them grow into bloom. So it's a good idea to do that. And, yes, you can use it every time. What actually is happening is that the alcohol evaporates, of course, and so therefore the liquid that is there keeps the roots hydrated, but it's just a more tight hydration. It's not as fulfilling for the bulb. So therefore, it it makes a shorter stem and just as many flowers. So it's something something to consider doing. I hope that you have have not had the problem that I've had. I have a couple of plants that decided to drop a bunch of leaves when I brought them in the house. And I did put them back outside for a few days while it was pleasant. But I don't know about your house. My house is going to be cold next week. So there's going to be another raining. We're, we're getting the usual warm-up, get humid, rain, get cold thing that happens for us. We're, we're on another one of those roller coasters. And it's it's you need to pay attention to what you set outside at this particular time of the year, by all means. Speaking of paying attention, I'm, I am not a caver. I'm, I'm not, um, I, I've enjoyed the, the brief times that I have been in caves. I'm not, you know, but I'm certainly no, no expert on it. So this really tickled me that citizen scientists are now really, really, really discovering things that have not been found because they are going deeper into caves than other people have, particularly in Utah. The new research uses these to measure, because you can measure those core samples and you can measure what's deep in the caves, you can get some idea about how things have operated, much like tree rings, you know, that same sort of thing. We can measure what's gone before by looking at things that have not been disturbed for perhaps centuries. The Natural History Museum of Utah has uh, got some scientists now taking a deep dive because there were tips given to them from the Utah caving community. Interestingly enough, they are, this is the first collaborative fieldwork effort 
deep inside Utah's cages, caves rather. And for those of you who don't think of them as positively as perhaps other people do, just be glad that somebody's willing to go and look at all that stuff. This, what, that, what this is all about for them is the alpine ecosystem and how it has sustained itself and how it has endured and really the places that it, it has become threatened. So they take take a good assessment of mammal species, and that doesn't tell you anything about what was what it was like 30 years ago. But by going into these deeper caves, they believe that they're finding some information to but the, about these places that are so much harder to get used to, harder to find. And, yes, there's a lot of skeletons there. Probably should have been a Halloween story. But I don't, I don't know. Bones don't frighten me. I I'm, I'm, I'm grew up in, with the woods next to my house. So I get all of that. But I understand that it makes some people uncomfortable. So I'll stop on that subject. I've decided that today needs also to be the – Good news day for me, and I hope that you feel that same way. We have a lot of things. Uh, one of my sons sent me a note over Thanksgiving and said that there's just too many people trying to get on each other, you know, trying to get each other mad about different stuff. And another friend of mine said, where is the love? I said, man, i got some good friends. They're asking good questions. So I can't do anything about all that, but. I could at least bring you good news that you can talk about over the dinner table or perhaps, you know, while Uncle Harry is threatening you, you can bring up something, a different piece of the conversation perhaps. Today is indeed Charlie Brown Good Grief Day. So <laughs> there may be some of that too. I'm kind of fascinated by this. Um, that's actually tomorrow. I'm sorry. Today is National Parfait Day and tomorrow is the anti-obesity day. That just seems cruel to me. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I'm really happier going with a local shopping day. Some of these days that they give you on the national, they seem to be yeah. so like uh, opposite of each well, exactly. other. You know, on the same day. On the same exact day. Very strange. Um, shopping reminder and national play day with dad. Well, you know what that means. Give the kids to dad and go shopping. That's what that's. Oh, look, honey. Hey, here's dad. (laughs) Oh, look, honey. You need to schedule this. And and whoever's doing that, you need to schedule these things like on the 15th and 30th. Oh, those are good. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's much better. That's much better. Suits on 25th. You know, you're running out of money by that point for dad day and shopping day. Pretty close. Although I have to say, we do have many, many more. um, It's not it's not my world. But a whole lot more people apparently are running up credit card debt. But on the other hand, a whole lot of people have money to spend. So the shopping numbers are excellent since about Wednesday night when they start all those counts, you know, before Thanksgiving. It's looking pretty good. I'm happy for our retailers. I am real happy, in fact, about a lot of things today. One of them is the James Webb Space Telescope. You want to know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for better pictures than I've ever seen of all of that. Good heavens. Even the things that we have seen before are so much more detailed and so much more illuminated by this particular telescope. We've now got pictures. The Penn State is, is letting us know about these, by the way. They, they're one of the one of the many educational organizations involved in all of this. This was a deep field image of the area known as Pandora's Cluster. As a kid who grew up understanding about Pandora's box and all that stuff, it always seemed to me that this had to have been named because it was such a who knows what's in there. And it has always held for me a particular sort of, I don't know, 
I, I want to know, but is it, if it's like Pandora's box in the mythology where all the bad stuff comes out, well, maybe I don't want to know that. However, sure is beautiful. The second and fourth most distant galaxies from Earth have now been discovered in Pandora's cluster. That's so cool. That's what was in there all that time. The international team led by Penn State researchers has confirmed the distance of these ancient galaxies and indeed using the spectroscopic data, which is just really the only thing that the James Webb, I mean, James Webb's the only one that can send us that data. So about 33 billion light years away, come on, think about that. 33 billion light years away, we can measure these things. It's just brilliant. It's really wonderful stuff. And, And it's, by the way, gorgeous i don't know i haven't seen the calendar but i know there's a calendar out there somewhere of james webb images good grief what the hell a nice thing to have hanging on your office wall for a while i like it you're gonna be the new ansel adams see mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're exactly right i mean because the, the pictures are amazing oh, As a kid, you know i did most of my science in college i tried to bypass the chemistries and physics and <laughs> so I, they, they allowed in my degree to take astronomy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. man i loved it i had the best teacher Beautiful. ever coolest guy and uh he was your typical physicist mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. amazing uh, the, the the brain power was well beyond anything i could comprehend but the way he was able to take such large things large numbers huge concepts and whittle them down to something that you know somebody that I, I didn't really appreciate math much then after that though i really it really started making mm-hmm, sense and mm-hmm. Uh, I was so grateful, but you know that was such a cool experience learning from somebody that could that saw the universe in such a beautiful way. I love people who have pulled that through. I have a neighbor mm-hmm. with a telescope that was showing off Neptune the other night. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's a delightful way to get out the house. But speaking of all of that, so is gardening. And by the way, here comes the sun. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. We are the people, Mississippians. We are the land, growing food, fiber, and timber. We are there when you need us, from the roof over your head to the food on your table. We are small town, but big moments, your next-door neighbors. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. 
If recent hailstorms have invited the leak into your home, call the experts at Watkins Construction and Roofing to find out what is lurking in your roof. Our rapid response roof team will be on top of your roof as soon as the next business day with a complimentary, honest assessment of your roof's condition and offer solutions to keep your home and family safe. Say goodbye, Lurk the Leak. Call Watkins Construction and Roofing today at 601-966-8233 or visit LoseTheLeak.com. What do you have to lose but your leak? Ready for the big game? You are if you have a Honda generator from Frederick Sales and Service. Frederick Sales and Service can have you game day ready for your tailgate party. Honda super quiet generators are known for being reliable, lightweight, and fuel efficient. So you can enjoy the game without all the noise and hassles that lesser generators provide. Pick up a Honda generator today at Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon, where we've been serving you for over 30 years with the finest in outdoor equipment since 1993. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For the extra peace of mind, call the Orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to orchardretirement.com. Garden Mama here. Lakeland Yard and Garden Center has what you're looking for in its full service nursery and garden center, greenhouse and garden shop. Meet the professional staff at Lakeland, always ready to help you with trees and shrubs and patio furnishings, tables and cushions for entertaining, as well as pumpkins and pansies, plus soils, mulches, and amendments for your landscape and container plants. Lakeland has seeds and plants for your fall vegetable garden, too. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. We've sent that Rip Van Winkle guy to the dentist. Hey, what? Hey, what? And what's worse than a trip to the dentist? Your wife's paint project that you've put off. Let Seabrook Paint in Jackson and Ridgeland find that Benjamin Moore paint and a contractor that will get you back doing the important things in life, like grilling and watching sports. Seabrook, Benjamin Moore paint, and a happy wife, happy life. Seabrook Paint in Jackson on Monument and in Ridgeland on West Jackson. First down. This is Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. At Two Men in a Truck, we've added a new service option to our brand, junk removal. Whether you're deep cleaning, renovating, or staging your home to sell, our Two Men in a Truck junk removal option is perfect to get the job done. Our professionally trained moving and junk removal teams will load and haul away your unwanted junk for you. Visit twomenandatruck.com to learn more and get a free junk removal quote. That's twomenandatruck.com. can't let it go. And yes, I cooked butter beans yesterday. Why do you cook butter beans after Thanksgiving, for goodness sakes? I don't know. I was in the mood. That's why. There was a little ham left, you know. It's one of those things you just have to sort of put together. Well, in the picture, too, of Jeff's uh, crop of turnips with the Beautiful. with the bacon getting ready Makes to be Makes me want it. the cornbread. Oh, you know? man. 
that, that was the perfect call on that. You didn't see that picture beforehand either, so that, that just came just, in not long just ago. Gorgeous. You know, I, um, I kind of went down the path of uh, Christmas polka. <laughs> um, <laughs> <but> okay. <laughs> Hand in hand. Here we go, y'all. <laughs> there's not a lot of great Christmas polka out there, just so Why y'all want to know. There, there's better tuba Christmases. There's pretty good yeah, tuba The tuba Christmas, Christmas is good, yeah. but kind of went down that rabbit hole I, I, yesterday. I was considering putting it putting it off, but I, now I, I'm going to have to say, go ahead, bring in some of the Christmas. Yeah, I'm, well, uh, you know, it, it's it, we're getting there. We're, we did, we're very we, much there. We did jingle before anyone else, though, did, I though. think. So, we yeah, absolutely we, jingled We got first. ahead of that. We did, we did indeed. And why not? Yeah, yeah. and when you see the turnips and bacon, though, it just, oh. Well, oh. and that's the thing, you know, we eat better. The, I, I think I sent that to you. It's a silly meme, the most Googled recipes in, of for Thanksgiving. And, of course, in the South, nobody Googles recipes. We've all got them already. Did you see <laughs> you know? the nastiness of the um, – it was one of one of the things that I go through in the morning, and Paul grabbed it before I was reading. We must have been looking at the same story, mm. and it was the the worst. You know, the, it was a foreigner that was from an English speaking country had come here, <laughs> and he was wanting to know about the history of Thanksgiving meals. Oh, and and. Uh, it was hilarious. At Why all that stuff? <laughs> some of the the stuff that was on there was so terrible. There was like a vinegar and bologna layer cake, like oh, stuff no, like no, that. No. And this, I mean, no, no. And, and these were like traditional old school kind of recipes. No, no, no. Oh my god! Some of them you didn't want to eat at for like twenty, you know, twenty thirty hours after reading that list. Like, no, no, no. please don't anybody no. throw that on me. But University of California, San Francisco is letting us know, however, that from the very first bite of any one thing that we take, our sense of taste really does put us into a pace for eating. In this case, it's probably true that the first thing I ever ate was sugar because, let's face it, if I could eat all day every day, I would. It's not a good thing. Uh, It doesn't doesn't happen. But when when you first jump into that big dinner, what is it that gets you to keep eating? What is it that it's actually your memories? It's actually all the things that gives you that sense of place as well as the pace. If your family tended to be you know, a four-hour Thanksgiving dinner person or a four-hour Seder person, you, you, you eat forever, okay? On the other hand, if it was a take this box and go and hurry up, it was still delicious and it's still your memory, but it's not going to be something that you feel like you have to continue to eat all night long. I personally think that the cornbread dressing and cranberry sauce with ridges at midnight is probably the the bane of my existence overall <laughs> in my childhood that had to be the best one that's why they made two different pots of, of what we call dressing we didn't stuff so we, we called it that oh how beautiful you've got queen's tears oh that's lovely nan it's just beautiful 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 this morning there's uh that that queen's tears bromeliad is one of the very best in the world that you can grab hold to because it does continue to rebloom, and yet they're all coming into bloom at my house as well. Just beautiful. Yet that first, that very very first bite, and Pavlov did study some of this, of course, but more recently, the taste of the food may restrain how fast we eat. But that kind of goes to whether or not you're savoring it, or whether you're trying to eat because you know you have to get to somewhere else. Or because somebody's staring at you 
as I have had relatives do that, you know, for some reason I was a bad person if I didn't eat all that food, you know. That's not a good thing. Don't do that to your kids, by the way. <laughs> it's not a good choice. Oh, I have another one. This is here. Here's the thing. We're propagating plants, okay? And we've also got, frankly, many of us, I'm down to one bag full, but the, many of us have drawers filled with the, the containers that something else came in that are plastic that we can't bear to just throw away, okay, because they're useful for something, but we don't know for what. Poke three holes in the bottom of it, use the lid for a saucer, and root some plants. It's easy peasy. They work great. They'll last a long time. You can root a lot of stuff in a margarine container. But do that for yourself. Give that. And then in turn, if you're really trying to get rid of them, stick the cuttings now. And by Christmas, you'll have rooted plants. You can give the whole thing to somebody. (laughs) Get them out of your house as well as getting those rooted cuttings into another person's hands. Because that's nice. That's really, really very, very nice. Fun to do. I have uh, had several questions this week about what do I do with and it's a, it's a perennial that needs to be dug and divided. Did you dig and divide the red hot poker plant? One person said, no, I haven't done that yet, but I'm going to. I'm going to. I did dig up some other stuff and move them around, and I've got some other things to plant amongst that bed. And maybe the edge could hold a red hot poker, but you got to have full sun for that plant. And most of this particular bed is not full sun. <laughs> Trey, I, I think I, I just think I should have waited for the commercial to look at that one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Happy end of November. Ooh, that's a good one. Now, in Europe, we have a new moth. How did we get a new moth? Well, of course, it's not new. They're not distributing themselves in ways that they hadn't done before, but they are appearing in places where we didn't expect them. And there's 11,000 species of European lepidoptera, that's butterflies and moths, okay, in Europe. And in fact, that's one of those things that's considered very well researched. Um, I had a magnificent entomology colleague once who had collected butterflies since he was a child all over the world because his family traveled. And his office was a little intimidating, but if you wanted to find out what one looked like, he could show you. And that's what that was all about at that time. He didn't have this one. Nobody had this one. The new genus and species from the Geometrid moth family. This is so cool. They have discovered it in in it, this whole business, looked for an Austrian amateur entomologist's discovery to try and rediscover it and, and confirm it. This was in southern Croatia. He kept them, and, or he gave one away and kept two, didn't, um, without being identified, they were just a beautiful moth. So decades later, the collection was sold to another hobbyist, and in fact, he said, "This. what is this? I don't know this one. What is this one? And it couldn't be assigned to a genus or it, it, nobody knew what it was. 2015, they found it again. Still didn't know. But eventually they were able to form a team in 2022. I take it because of, you know, by that time there were enough people that had written about it that the people, other people wanted to know what it was. So it is Mirlacia arcuata. 
This is this is what uh, because we, and we need to know this word anyway. Mirlatia is an aggregate of the beginnings of two Latin words that translate loosely to bringing a surprise. So now, whenever we're going to bring a surprise, we're going to have to say we're bringing Mirlatia. I like that. It's a new one. We didn't have this word before because they just made it up. The question is, how come this thing was so big and clearly distinctive that we don't know about it? Well, it seems unlikely, but sometimes, you know, we miss things. Sometimes things look like other things. Sometimes people don't go where they are when they're there. And eventually, these few little drops and drabs of this particular moth became part of our vernacular. Mirlanch, I love that. That's a great new word. You may or may not want to know that this is also a really, really good time to take those pictures that I tell you to take every year. This year, particularly, you're going to need to do this, and here's why. Wet spring, hot summer, dry fall. Those three things can really give you some trouble, okay? And if your trees are not looking great right now, I hope you took a picture last year at this time. Now's the time to do it again. And you need to take pictures of the whole landscape and put them in a file that says, keep these. (laughs) These are not ones you want to get rid of. These are ones you want to look at so that you can see the changes. You can see, for example, whether or not your camellia has insects or whether part of it has died or whether it's absolutely beautiful and you just need to make sure that it has some attention so it can bring you flowers next month. There's different pieces of the garden that need attention, but they all need to be photographed right now. And even if they don't look that great, trust me, my Vitex tree looks like it needs to be pruned because it does, and you can't see anything around it because it grew so thick. But I'm still going to take that picture of it because it tells me how it responded to wet, hot, dry, you know, in succession. Turns out Vitex may be a good choice for us, but some of the other things, not so much. My magnolia tree has lost way too many leaves, and yours probably has too, even though that bed is irrigated. It's just not been enough. It can't be. So there's a lot to be considered in all of that. I hope also that if you are looking at planting new trees, that you remember what I have told you about the the, the long-term dryness of the soil. Go ahead and do the soil work first. Dig up, if you're, for instance, if you're planting a one-gallon container, plant it, dig a hole as deep as the container plus half and a, and a, a hole that's twice as wide. Take that out. Don't over-amend it. But, yes, if it doesn't drain well, put in, or if it drains too well, if it's sandy, put in some a little bit of organic matter of some sort or another, your compost, your leaf mold, something that you purchased in a bag. That's all fine. And then you'll be ready to plant. Because what we're looking at, of course, is this roller coaster of weather where we're going to have, we hope we will continue to have, and it looks like that, we will have regular rainfall that will give you a space to an opportunity to plant and then have the thing get rained on. Same thing's true of perennial ryegrass. If I know it's going to rain Sunday evening, Monday night, wherever you are to look at your weather forecast, I'm going to plant that perennial ryegrass seed that day. Because guess what? It needs water to germinate, and it will get it. So those those are a couple of things that you may want to think about doing. We're now finally working our way into the world that, you know, it's like, hi, y'all. Glad y'all could get to here. Microbes in the soil could help reduce the need for chemical fertilizers. You think? How long have we been doing this? How long have we been talking about it? Now we're going to have somebody study it scientifically. That's great because then I can persuade more people that, in fact, building the soil 
builds the crop. Building the soil builds the tree. Building the soil builds all of it, and a big chunk of that are the microbes. Because if you're encouraging them and not discouraging them, they in turn form the relationship with your roots of your plants that is known as the soil food web, and the whole thing works together. Works. There, there's a, a, a bunch of steps in it. I'm happy to talk to you, bore you to death with it, if you give me the chance. It's <laughs> kind of like Activa. Activa. But well, for the soil. Well, it's gut, I, gut yeah, health for a, the soil. There's a, there's a certain level of correlation there, yes, absolutely. But so basically adding living organisms to the soil that could potentially uh, be the fertilizer rather than the artificial or, or at least well, the manufactured. There's a, there's, there's a little bit of a step in there mm-hmm. in that, that what, what the introduction of what they're talking about in this particular bit of research is we introduce it, that in turn increases the environment for the roots. So it's the, the roots themselves are going to work, but they're going to work better in an environment that is hospitable. And that's, that is very much like your gut. <laughs> so it's kind of the Activia, Activia business. That is very true. We're looking, we're understanding more and more because we, you know, we're human beings. We tend to look and see stuff or we tend to, if we, if we don't actually have sight, we tend to put our hands on it and see what it is. We're not putting our hands on the roots of the tree underneath the soil. And we're not usually looking at ground penetrating radar. You know, those are not our most fascinating pictures. But if we are not paying attention to that, a lot of the problems that we have on top of the soil get worse. So that's, I'm really happy that this piece of um, research has come to you. And it's, this is not from, Strange you never heard of at university. This is from MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. It's a new metal organic coating to protect bacterial cells from damage without impeding their function. That in turn, and of course, because bacteria produce so many things, one of the things they produce is ammonia, which in turn makes it easier to deploy as a fertilizer. That's the salts that we talk about when we talk about fertilizer. So it's an interesting it's an interesting way of, of of boosting what we're doing. And frankly, because let's face it, the cost of commercial fertilizers does not ever go down. If we can get other ways to make the whole fertilizer business work better, we're going to be better off. And if you go with me, you're going to know that you got to give yourself the opportunity to build the soil so it can take care of the roots so the plants can grow. How about that? Ah, uh, Jump in that Wayback Machine with me. Come on, y'all. Let's do the twist. Keep wearing your green slips. Nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. 
Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Hey, I'm Jackie, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit is the chicken. It is golden brown, so juicy, so delicious. It's the perfect savory start to my day. Hey, I'm Matt, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit is the freshly baked, flaky, buttery biscuit. When I take a bite, it's kind of like, you know, crispy, soft, crispy. Crispy outside, soft interior, crispy chicken. There's really nothing like it. Order a Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit and simply orange juice on the Chick-fil-A app. Real guests paid for their testimonials. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Today's forecast, foggy heads with a chance of scattered sneezing. The good news sweeping through our area is that TrustCare is your go-to for all things flu. Our clinics are open seven days a week and evenings with convenient locations near you. With board-certified physicians and nurse practitioners on staff, TrustCare's flu experts have your whole family covered. Whether for a flu shot or treatment for when you're under the weather, the forecast is looking clear. With TrustCare, walk in or schedule an appointment today at TrustCareHealth.com. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at MyElementWealth.com. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. How would you like to come home to a bartender who will fix you any cocktail you want? I'll have an old-fashioned. I'll have a margarita. Now you can with the Bartesian Home Cocktail Maker. Bartesian is a sleek machine the size of a coffee maker that makes premium cocktails at the touch of a button. Choose from over 50 different cocktails, from classics to the most exotic premium cocktails served in the best bars today. You'll always get freshly mixed, perfectly balanced cocktails with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. And now get Bartesian's best Black Friday deal ever at bartesian.com slash radio. Entertaining? The Bartesian is ideal for parties. No need to stock all kinds of individual mixers for complicated recipes. Every guest gets the cocktail of their choice in seconds. The Bartesian makes a wonderful gift for anyone who loves a fine premium cocktail. Now get Bartesian's best Black Friday deal ever. It's available right now only at Bartesian.com slash radio. That's B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot com slash radio for Bartesian's best deal ever. Only at Bartesian.com slash radio. Come and listen in to the radio station where the mighty hosts of heaven sing. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. If you want to hear the songs of Zion coming from the land of endless spring, get in touch with God. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. And listen. 
listen to the music in the air. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Heaven's glory, share. Heaven's glory, share. Turn your lights down low. Turn your lights down low. And listen to the master's radio. Get in touch with Thank God. Thank you so much for letting me play all of that. <laughs> it's the best. It's, he's just... There's only one John Hartford, and and frankly, there only needed to be one because that's a dynamic bit of a piece. There, it's fun. Before you go into, I know you're you have things prepped, but I wanted to throw a curveball on you because it's a super personal question, and um, you know uh, this 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 Joel Roberts Poinsett guy who the beautiful flower was mm-hmm. was uh, named after in 1836, mm-hmm. I think was uh, about the American the time. ambassador to Mexico. There you go. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. What is the, and I've looked it up and just curious, what is your opinion on the appropriate pronunciation of poinsettia oh. or poinsettia? Oh my. This it, is it, so it, personal. It's it, like it, cranberry it, sauce. It, it, you either, it's either one, do or you, you don't. You do or you don't. Yeah. I have been, over time, I have been persuaded to say poinsettia. Uh-huh. When, um, I first learned about them. We, you pronounced every letter, and it was poinsettia. You know? <laughs> but we don't talk like you know. Now we, we, you, two now T's, we say, yeah, now poinsettia. Yeah, now we say poinsettia, and it's okay. The the bigger controversy, though, and I have to tell you this is red or something else, because there's so many other choices. And you see the red. You see the red everywhere. And then there, and I've learned from you the tree in Mexico, and the Aztecs. Does anyone know? What the um, I, I don't know if I could say it, but the actual word not because it's bad word or anything, but I don't know if I could pronounce oh, it. Come on, come I'm on. I'm gonna give it a try. The, the Mayan word for it is much easier. Cool wits. Yes. Okay. Cool so wits. the other one, the Aztec. Version, it's about this long. <laughs> yes. You know, it's a typical Aztec. It's yeah. got X's and H's and T's yeah, and L's wonderful. and all that good it's stuff. Wonderful word. Let me see if I can get it. We're testing him. Quetzalcoatl. Or, pretty close. Okay. Pretty close. I can't say it, but I've heard it spoken correctly, and that's pretty close. Quetla Oaxia. You did all right. Oaxital. Yeah. The, the best, chittle, chittle. The yeah, best chittle part about it is that the, I, I'm not one of those people with a bucket list. Yeah. Um, I've been lucky enough to say yes to a lot of stuff and see a lot of things and meet a lot of people in my life. But I, I would like to be in January in Mexico City to see them actually in bloom as yeah. trees. Yeah. I mean, it's a fun. tree? Yeah. That, that would be amazing. Would I mean, be, I lived they're like, in Mexico. They're the size of crepe myrtle. Yeah, I lived in, you know. in Mexico City, and I, you know, there is, it's a lot of greenery in a big city. Yes. It really yes, is. Yes, it is. And so I don't know if I would have noticed it, just because <laughs> it probably wasn't something that, somebody said, hey, did you know poinsettias so are a tree? There. Yeah, it's so common But, there. Uh, yeah, yeah, what a beautiful, I mean, the city's something else. I, but yeah, I would love to see Fantastic. that. Fantastic. Be, best, best museum I've ever Now, let me ask you, you said there's multiple colors. So, would, yeah. in Mexico, do they actually? Uh, yeah, there grow are there are a few other colors. Cultivate? There are a few other colors that occur naturally, but most of them have been bred. Most of them have been. And you, oh, and, gee, look, this one is pinker. Let's let's propagate it and see if we can get them to be pink, pink, and more pink. Right, and and, and they can do that goes. in a tree form as well. Yeah, if they grow them long enough. You yeah. grow them long enough. Mm-hmm. And what is the lifespan roughly? Because you have <laughs> Paul. Yeah, the, Paul, Paul's Paul been around. Says, Paul's now pushing into the sixth year, I think. Nice. Fifth, fifth yeah. year. Fifth Mm-hmm. Here, I'm sorry, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's now dominating my office. The front window of my house has nothing but that plant. In. Well, he's a showcase if he's been around for six years. Yes, he's, and it, he's I, I never personality. intended. I never intended that, and I, I will tell you that the best ones are the leftovers sometimes mm-hmm. for that because you had to really mess with them. He was 
he was a bit wilty and tired when he was given to me because he was a leftover from somewhere. Did they? Um, <clears throat> the atrium. Did, and, the, uh, <laughs> did the Aztecs or Mayans ever use the plant for anything no. medicinal or uh, no. or for food? No. no. The latex in it makes it um, a little bit useful for sticky things, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it's not. It doesn't have a great history as a plant. It, in fact. It's so common, and, and and all of this, the whole spurge family, that that whole euphorbia group of plants, is real common in Mexico and in Central America. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they all thought it was hilarious that Ponset got it named. I mean, they already knew the name. Yeah, they have like, two we've three, got a guy here, you know. Yeah. But the the ambassador <laughs> brought them back to the United States, and everybody went gaga, yeah. literally. Well, it, it was. Uh, it reminds me of the Mutiny on the Bounty movie with Mel Gibson and. Uh, <laughs> They had the breadfruits. You know, they're trying to you yeah. know, do the breadfruits. Let's they, do something with this. These yeah. guys, when they showed up, they're like, we, we don't need this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. we, we've plenty. got other things growing here. Things. We don't have to eat that anymore. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true, though. It was, they're an American phenomenon as a result. And, and does anyone across the outside of the since we have made it so popular here for a, a Christmas or a December plant, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. it used anywhere else that you know of in the in, like in English speaking Canada, Canada mm-hmm, n- mm-hmm. not Europe or anything? Probably, like Probably, yeah. but not as much. Mm-hmm. It's we tend to be a little over the top about poinsettias. <laughs> no, I agree definitely. That's why I was curious if anyone else was uh, had the spirit. Well, <laughs> to, just to a certain extent, but not entirely. I I have to say that. I like any of the colors, but I don't particularly care for the ones that are painted because mm-hmm. um, they don't last very long. But, pa- painted? Yeah. What is that? It's organic paint. Oh, they paint them, actually. Yeah. Okay. Any, gotcha. Any color you want. Tie-dye huh. you want. Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whatever you want. The things you learn. See? Yeah. Well, the, and the whole business, of course, there are plenty of places where the poinsettia is the main crop that a particular grower will make. And so... I got to tell you, when I hear all about the cut rate price that some place is offering because it's, you know, the first weekend of the big shopping and all this kind of stuff, don't do that. Go pay a little money for it. Support the grower and get a better plant. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you get what you pay for when it comes to poinsettias. So. <laughs> Something else that we do here that hardly anybody else does nearly as well, well, in fact, almost nobody does it, are prescribed burns. When I first came to Mississippi and I found out about the prescribed burns at Crosby Arboretum, I was fascinated because, of course, I've lived in other places where they hope to try prescribed burns, for example, to prevent wildfires. And generally speaking, they never get the permit to do it. I was told then, and I don't know that it's true, I don't know that it isn't true now, but that we are the, the place that... The, you have to be told not to burn. In other words, that's why our burn bans are so intense, because otherwise we do have the right to do this kind of project. Prescribed fire, of course, is a way to get a leg up on the the problem that you know you're going to face. And, in fact, there's a lot of plants that respond to that. We talk about how in the South people used to burn their Bermuda lawn. Don't do that. If you're if you're doing it and you're out in the country, that's one thing, but don't do that in, in a town. You're, you will be. And if there's a burn ban, don't do that. Okay. But that's one of the ways to rejuvenate plants. And so that is true of the many species, for instance, at Crosby Arboretum. But the natural process does work to also suppress other problems, and that is to say weedy trees that would come up and become quick fire problems. So it's an interesting process. University of California, Davis, is certainly working on it. They are talking about... Interestingly enough, a particular part of our country, they're talking about 
everything from Baja, California, up the West area. And if they're able to do it in the, the way that we've done it here, they'll be successful. But, you know, you don't have to invent the wheel. You just need to talk to the people that already did it, get some, get some ideas and some tips and some ways to make it make sense. I have uh, another thing to, that I noted. <laughs> if you want to shop local, I wish you would. There's still some annuals that we can plant, and quite frankly, the bigger they are, the better. Now, yeah, it's going to cost you because they're in a gallon pot. They're not, you know, not something else. But take a look at some foxgloves when you get to the garden center. Wow. Those leaves are as big as my head and just beautiful. They'll be magnificent next spring. Make a little bit of an investment, okay? And stick around. This is the Garden Mama Show. Paris, Beirut, you know, I mean, uh, Iraq, Iran, Eurasia, you know, I speak very, very um, fluent Spanish. Uh, Lodo da Vincevere. 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 Is that my mama? It's like I'm a shaking room in Modelo. Everybody's got a thing, but some don't know how to handle it. Always reaching out and Hi, this is Fred Johnson, president of Mississippi 811. I'm proud to announce that Bob and Jenny have finally moved into their new house after living in a doghouse for a couple of years. As you may know, that was because Bob decided to pound a sign in their front yard without contacting 811 and hit a gas line. Bob has finally learned his lesson, but if he forgets, I'm sure that Jenny will remind him. Remember, safety is in your hands every dig, every time. Be sure to contact Mississippi 811 at least three working days before you dig. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Hi, this is Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. At Two Men in a Truck, we've added a new service option to our brand, junk removal. Whether you're deep cleaning, renovating, or staging your home to sell, our Two Men in a Truck junk removal option is perfect to get the job done. Our professionally trained moving and junk removal teams will load and haul away your unwanted junk for you. Visit twomenandatruck.com to learn more and get a free junk removal quote. That's twomenandatruck.com. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi has experienced great achievements in education in recent years, and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman is looking to keep the state on a positive path. You'll see three other things coming this year 
The first, the coast has already jumped into over the last few years, which is semester schools. Basically, some people call it year-round. It's not really year-round, but you get a fall break for three weeks, a spring break for three weeks, and about five weeks off in the summer. And this allows our young people during those uh, three-week break periods to be educated, catch up if they were falling behind or take something special or just take time off with their parents. And a lot lot of families are taking fall uh, vacations now, which they've never done before. Hoseman is also hopeful that the legislature will pass another teacher pay raise and will allocate more resources for pre-kindergarten education. Caleb Sailors, Super Talk, Mississippi News. We are agriculture, the number one industry in Mississippi. We are 180,000 member families strong, a century of generations. We are grassroots Mississippi in all 82 counties. We are Unified, the largest general farm organization in Mississippi. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. If you are building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, and even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com to learn more. The holiday shopping season is a prime time for hackers, scammers, and online thieves. While millions will be looking for the best gifts and Cyber Monday deals, hackers will be trying to take advantage of unsuspecting shoppers by searching for weaknesses in their devices. FEMA has put together some tips to help you avoid becoming the victim of a cybercrime. Implement multi-factor authentication on your accounts to make it less likely you'll get hacked. Think before you click. Most successful cyber attacks start with a phishing email. Use strong passwords and ideally a password manager to generate and store unique passwords. Don't connect to unsecure public Wi-Fi, especially to do your banking or shopping. And don't click links or download attachments unless you're confident of where they came from. Stay up to date with all the latest Mississippi news by signing up for our free newsletter at supertalk.fm forward slash newsletter. Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. There are a couple of teams involved in football action today. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles look to close out the regular season with a win as they take on Troy, who is nine and two, six and one in the Sun Belt. The Golden Eagles are three and eight and two and five in the Sun Belt. They'll kick off at eleven o'clock this morning in Hattiesburg at MM Roberts Stadium. Troy comes in on an eight game winning streak. Dating back to 2005, though, the Golden Eagles have won their final regular season contest 14 of 19 times, including 8 of 9 at home. In fact, Southern Miss has won the last four final regular season games played at home. And Delta State is in the Division II playoffs. They defeated West Florida last week 49-14. to They'll take on another Gulf South Conference foe in Valdosta State today in Cleveland. And they defeated the Valdosta State 49-25 back in October. 
They'll kick off at 1 o'clock in Cleveland. The win there, and the guy in the station will move to the quarterfinals next week. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Please do not use gas appliances for purposes for which they are not intended. A gas oven should never be used for heating purposes. Never store flammable materials inside. The Mississippi Propane Gas Association takes pride in keeping your home or business protected. We ensure that our products are delivered in compliance with the highest industry safety standards to safeguard your family, your property, and the environment. Our dealers participate in the industry's best practices for propane usage and promote consumer safety education. Visit MSPropane.com. Energy for everyone. Propane. Hi, this is Fred Johnson, president of Mississippi 811. I'm proud to announce that Bob and Jenny have finally moved into their new house after living in a doghouse for a couple of years. As you may know, that was because Bob decided to pound a sign in their front yard without contacting 811 and hit a gas line. Bob has finally learned his lesson, but if he forgets, I'm sure that Jenny will remind him. Remember, safety is in your hands every dig, every time. Be sure to contact Mississippi 811 at least three working days before you dig. There's some big football games in the Southeastern Conference today. Kentucky is at number 10 Louisville. Texas A&M is at number 15 LSU. Number 8 Alabama is at Auburn. Vanderbilt is at number 18 Tennessee. Number 4 Florida State hopes to stay in contention for the playoffs. They're at Florida. Number 1 Georgia is at Georgia Tech. Clemson is at South Carolina. Some of those games as I mentioned have direct bearings on the college football rankings right now. Georgia is at number one at Georgia Tech. They're 11 and 0. Ohio State, number two. They're at Michigan. They're 11 and 0. Michigan is number three. They're 11 and 0. Washington is 11 and 0 at number four. They're at Washington State. Then, of course, you got Florida State, who's 11 and 0 at Florida. Oregon is 10 and 1. Texas is 10 and 1. Alabama is 10 and 1. Just some of the games just below the top four that have some bearing on the college football rankings. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi. trees over your head to the lawn you hate to mow and everything green in between garden mama's here to help you keep on growing still the empress of everything green here's your horticulture maven garden mama nelly neal on super talk mississippi You know he's going to play it twice now because he didn't play it the first time. Song's so nice, you must play it twice. <laughs> yeah, I do. I feel terrible about that, too, because, you know, I was here last night, and I was yeah, I got everything set up, and, and it's just out of sight, out of mind, that, you know, you think that the log is, you know, and i got I got to Clearly, I'm not attention. harassing you enough. <laughs> no, it, you, of course you're not. It was That was actually just a slip-up. It was. You get You get a mulligan a day. You do. You're but, allowed. You're allowed. So I apologize. Good yes, news I might is, slip it in somewhere else. The, the good news is there's a reason why I wanted classical gas. And for those of you who have heard classical gas, I can guarantee you, I hope you didn't drive off the road, but when you're hearing it, you're going, oh, and you remember when you heard it the last time or the first time or the something. There's a reason for all of that. University of California in L.A. is telling us about how it is that music stirs our emotions. And I really think this is as much why 
we listen to music as it is while we make music. The two things really work together. When we are in a group of people and a particular kind of music is being played, this is the studies that they did, they they were studies in the School of Psychology, that they actually were looking at the way otherwise neutral experiments were going on and how people did differently based on the kind of music that was in the background. If you understand that there are reasons why the music in a fast food restaurant, if there is any, is not slow. If you understand why the music in my favorite grocery store is old-time rock and roll, it's because of who the audience is. It's who lives in the neighborhood. It's who shops there. But it's also who picks the music. Okay, so all of those things work together to influence all of us. Time does flow in a continuous stream. I realize that's a concept that everybody understands and yet no one can understand because time is something we've made up. It's a construct. So we know basically when the train's going to arrive is how that all started. But the point being that we have lots and lots of things that cause us to separate our memories. And music is one of them. The latest clue in all of this from UCLA is to understand that actually the bits and pieces of music do form what we can now register and understand as separate and distinct memories from other things. It's why if if you play Marvin Gaye, Heard It Through the Grapevine, I'm Walking Through the Student Union, okay? I mean, it's why when... when I have a friend who um, insisted on a particular series of musics when she was having her babies, and she says that's all she can listen to now when she wants to go to sleep. <laughs> like, okay, fine, whatever works. But that is what works. It's why we are so stirred as group by a symphony. Okay, it's that very, very thing. The changes in emotion that are evoked by music create different boundaries between episodes in our memory. And because of that, we're able to put things into a perspective. I can't tell you what year it was, but I can tell you where I was when various things happened by the music that was playing then. I bet you can, too. Fun to know. Is it smell or sound that has the most recall? Oh, I don't know. Somebody probably has studied that. We'll mm-hmm. have to find out. They say, yeah, that, the, that, the, the, the smell is what takes you to a place. But the music, the sound may be what separates that from something else. Mm-hmm. In other words, it may take both things. They're very powerful, mm-hmm. either or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More, more so than we think. We just take it so for granted. Um, when, when people, for example, if you've never used a small screen and you, you get a, a, a seven inch tablet or something like, you know, bigger than a phone, but you've never used that kind of small screen, you do see things differently. You hear things differently when they're in a speaker in your ear than when they're in a room, when you're in the room with the speaker. All of those things go into this particular bit of stuff. People have to figure out ways to put information together in their heads because we can't remember everything. Okay? We don't have to. But it's not like we have a, a, a library. It's not like we have a Dewey Decimal System for our heads to be able to go in and float through the files and find what it is we're looking for. Two processes are really involved in turning this into the memories over time. The first integrates the, the memories with everything else, and the other distinguishes it. And music is often what distinguishes it. How interesting. Speaking of music, for those of you who may or may not have known, another famous Mississippian by the name of Fingers Taylor, has passed away. Um, he was, oh, he, man. He, of course, Jimmy Buffett's I didn't harmonica see that player. When, for, when did that happen? 
Thursday, I Thursday. think. Maybe Wednesday. Man. But it it is a it's a loss and it's a it it, it bring it evokes those kinds of musical memories. You know, it, it holds on to those bits and pieces for you that keep you understanding who you are and also frankly keep you in tune with t- the times because unless you're comparing today to something else, you're kind of drifting. You don't necessarily have to be judging it, but you certainly need to, well, last summer was hotter than so-and-so. Those are the kind of things we as gardeners do all the time, and it makes a lot of sense. I am fascinated by the whole business of fixing nitrogen from the air. And we understand that that's, speaking of the butter beans we were talking about before, beans and peas are the things that do that the most and the most efficiently. It's why if you fertilize a garden that has good fertility in it already and then you plant beans you're probably going to get all leaves and it'll be great to dig them in later but the beans themselves are not are going to be absent because they ended up with too much they were able to pull nitrogen in from the air and you already put nitrogen in the soil and the next thing you know it's all leafy growth well and it's not surprising but the cycads, of course, are one of those plants that we don't think about all the time. We think about sago palm or we think about cardboard palm, and they're not actually palms. They're cycads. And indeed, there are the, the whole forest understory apparently in the Mesozoic, Mesozoic era is known to have had of them in massive numbers. There's only a few that have survived, mostly tropical, some subtropical like, like ours. But interestingly enough, they were propagated by grazing dinosaurs is what we're given to understand now at this point. And there was nobody to feed them, yet they regrew and regrew because they pulled nitrogen from the air. It may explain why you can see a cycad, you know, you can see a sago palm growing in a space that's about two feet square in a, in a city, and the thing will be 18 feet tall, you know, if it's in the tropics, because it just never had to die. And in fact, it has the opportunity to fix its own nitrogen. Well, n- knowing that modern cycads are nitrogen fixers is an important piece for us. So they began going back and observing old plant fossils, and this is how they found, indeed, there are different kinds of things that some of them just went extinct because they couldn't fo- they could not focus enough of the nitrogen. The atmosphere changed. Isn't that interesting? Now I'm not going to tell you, but it is a good excuse if you just have a plant that doesn't do well suddenly. You might want to just say, "Well, the atmosphere changed. <laughs> Nobody can argue with you. What are they going to say? We may think of something else. We may not. But that's an, an interesting one to me." <laughs> Brenda's in on the text line this morning. Beautiful, happy Thanksgiving cactus. Gorgeous, gorgeous. And she's enjoying us today. Thank you very much, Brenda. That is beautiful. That's more beautiful than mine. But, and I have to say, my, my, my apricot and, and sort of pink, um, um, cactus are, are really prettier than they've ever been. But it's, it's a good year for them. We're seeing some gorgeous, gorgeous pictures. And any garden center that you go into, there's going to be a table full. Go and buy two. Buy one for yourself and one to give away. Come on. <laughs> you know you need that. I was thinking about that myself. There's there's several people that need a Christmas cactus. And I'm happy to say that I've got the one. Ooh. Speaking of the one, okay. Today I have on my cat earring. It's a two-piece earring that the cat, little cat swings. And there's a reason for that. It's because... 
if you have cats or if you love cats, you know that they run the world. And indeed, they can tell you where to park your car. They can tell you, you know, what side of the bed you're going to sleep on. The cats just have it. Interestingly enough, University of California, Davis, again, our friends there are doing been really busy in their reporting this, this fall. The relationship between cats and bacteria. Oh, no. She's not going to tell us about this, is she? Oh, no. <laughs> well, there's a long and historic almost body of research about the relationship between microbes and odor and how animals find one another. If you have a dog, you understand what we're talking about. But pandas and hyenas and, yeah, domestic dogs as well as human beings all respond to those to the smell business that we've been talking about this morning. Cat's scent, of course, can be a good thing or a not so great thing. It depends on the cat and the situation. But they are a mix of volatile organic compounds, aldehydes, alcohols, esters, ketones, good heavens. Most of those we can't smell, and it's probably a very good thing. But in order for the cats to have a social life, they have they have to get along and get to know one another. And in fact, they have to repel their rivals. And sometimes that is the purpose of all of the scent in their communication. Luckily, we don't have to pay too much attention to it. Oh, yeah, that's nice. This is interesting. I don't, I know Ice Princess. I'm, this is a question about a philodendron that's variegated. It's a slow grower. Don't overwater it. She says that she bought it in the, uh, the the reduced section a couple of months ago. In fact, I saw some of them that looked to me like they were headed for the reduced section because they had just been sitting there for too long. And in a in a big box store, they they don't get the kind of care that they need. So don't overwater. Do repot if you can if you have any roots coming out the bottom, or if when you pour water through it, the water races out the bottom really quickly. That means that it's already pot bound. And the philodendron, unlike some other things, philodendrons don't care for being pot-bound. So there's a – interestingly enough, she says that the company has little or no growing information online. I, I don't know who – I don't know who grows them. I think I know who grows them. But oftentimes that's the case because what you're looking at is a tiny definition, for example, um, from a, a, a wholesaler that – begins the conversation with the retailer that's going to buy the plants. So that's probably why there's not a great deal on that website. In having written some of those, I can tell you that they're, they're on, there's only so many characters that you can fit. So you might want to get in touch with the company themselves, or you might just want to look around and see if any botanic gardens have articles about that particular plant. I know that it is slow going, slow growing. I know that it is beautiful, and I know that they are quite expensive when they are in, in good shape in the beginning of the season. So that's probably why you got a good deal on it, and it may be that it needs to be repotted. The, as I say, the ones that I saw looked like they were headed for the closeout rack because they were overgrown and in pots that were too small for the plant at that particular time. Last week, I did not do this. So this week, I'm going to do this. What, play the Garden Mama intro? <laughs> no, we did that last week. Come on. I'm not going to say anything else bad to you, but I will probably remind you for the next oh, year. <laughs> you have the right to do that now, yeah. I encourage it. It's terrible. Last week I told you I was going to tell you about hummingbird flight, and I didn't. 
And the thing that this whole business of the most recent studies has given me is a serious, serious image of Mark Hamill flying an X-plane the first time you ever saw it go boop and it changed from going horizontal to, to for, from horizontal to vertical in inside inside the space okay now and vertical to horizontal too as a matter of fact this particular bit of information is coming to us to explain how first of all we have better cameras than we've ever had I'm not going to say we have more compliant hummingbirds, but maybe that's a part of it. They don't mind being photographed, at least. And exactly how maneuverable they are, what they're able to do, has been a subject of conversation for a long time. If you've ever had anybody send you a video slowed way down of hummingbirds flying, particularly when they're going to fly onto someone's hand to feed, it's a very impressive bit of wing work <laughs> there's just no question about it how do they do that and how how can we learn how to do that our well not ourselves necessarily but in this particular case in our airplanes in dense foliage because you know hummingbirds don't all fly across from the neighbor's yard from feeder to feeder many of them live actually in very dense areas there are gaps that are too narrow for them to get through how tiny does that have to be the biggest hummingbird doesn't have a six-inch wingspan, okay? So how tiny this has to be is, is an impressive thing. They don't bend their wings. So now the folks there at UC Berkeley have been photographing it, and you can just imagine the folks at UC Berkeley setting up a hummingbird vision place, you know, where you go in and watch them. It's so classic of them. They always want to replicate what they're studying on campus, and sometimes they're able to do that very effectively. But I love that they went into the tuck and glide. You know, the the tuck and glide would have been the default. How else could they get through? But actually, it's sideways. It's not because they're bringing their wings in and then going through without flying. It's because they're actually flipping and turning sideways, much like the X. It is really, it is very rare that you have a scientist who is will be quoted as saying they're not dropping vertically when they do the sideways scooch and this is the new name of this maneuver it's the sideways scooch hummingbirds we need new t-shirts i can tell you that it made like an x-wing exactly. fighter like a exactly. mark hamill photo See? yeah i mean I'm telling make you, a bunch of money on that there's one. something here I there's like something it. here <laughs> and the good news is now that we can print t-shirts on demand yeah. we, you know. we can market them baby speaking of yeah. which speaking of which we do have T-shirts for the Garden Mama Show to give away. They are adorable. Yeah, and if you come up with the correct pronunciation of poinsettia or poinsettia, <laughs> you then you one. get a free one. Huh? <laughs> Send me an email, mamaonair at yahoo.com. I'm starting a new list for mailing next week, and it only has three people on it at this moment. So you, too, can get a T-shirt. Really fun stuff. We drew the first batches, and now we're getting out about ten a week. And, and one, I found that article. Uh, my in-laws made smoked oyster pie. That was one of them. So if anybody out there has no. actually had smoked oyster pie and can say poinsettia correctly, <laughs> you get at you get two t shirts on that. <laughs> now was this a hand pie or was this, no? I don't want to know. I, yeah, I think I this is the other green jello canned pea shredded iceberg lettuce. No. My mother in law's piece de la resistance. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm sorry. And that makes my leftovers sound really, really good. <laughs> Hey, hey now, we got a ways to go. Stay with us. This is the Garden Mama Show.
Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Superior. It's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, then there is Superior Catfish. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Hey, Bobby, you ready for football practice? I don't know, Dad. I don't feel so good. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Let me check your temp with Exergen. Oh, wow. Yep, you're staying home. Fever 100.2. Wow, those Exergen thermometers are as fast and accurate as our team. Exergen thermometers, the smart choice for those game time decisions. The clinically accurate Exergen thermometer is backed by over 100 clinical studies and conveniently located at Walgreens and participating retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Green. The new degree of comfort. Ready for the big game? You are if you have a Honda generator from Frederick Sales and Service. Frederick Sales and Service can have you game day ready for your tailgate party. Honda super quiet generators are known for being reliable, lightweight, and fuel efficient. So you can enjoy the game without all the noise and hassles that lesser generators provide. Pick up a Honda generator today at Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon where we've been serving you for over 30 years with the finest in outdoor equipment since 1993. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. How would you like to come home to a bartender who will fix you any cocktail you want? I'll have an old-fashioned. I'll have a margarita. Now you can with the Bartesian Home Cocktail Maker. Bartesian is a sleek machine the size of a coffee maker that makes premium cocktails at the touch of a button. Choose from over 50 different cocktails, from classics to the most exotic premium cocktails served in the best bars today. You'll always get freshly mixed, perfectly balanced cocktails with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. And now, get Bartesian's best Black Friday deal ever at bartesian.com slash radio. Entertaining? 
the Bartesian is ideal for parties. No need to stock all kinds of individual mixers for complicated recipes. Every guest gets the cocktail of their choice in seconds. The Bartesian makes a wonderful gift for anyone who loves a fine premium cocktail. Now get Bartesian's best Black Friday deal ever. It's available right now only at Bartesian.com slash radio. That's B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot com slash radio for Bartesian's best deal ever. Only at Bartesian.com slash radio. There is a season, turn, 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 and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to reap, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to laugh, a time to To everything, turn, turn, turn. There is a season. We're going to turn that camera around one day on you. <laughs> Dangerous. The listeners would be surprised at my moves. <laughs> I, I think that I think it's completely expected. That's all I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Speaking of taste, we've been talking oh, about taste. taste today. Yeah, we got one for we, one more. One yes, more. Yes. Uh, let, let me get the good one though. Okay. This is going to be scary. Where did it go? Oh, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, the pineapple cheese casserole. (laughs) No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we all want that one for Christmas, don't we? (laughs) I have have cooked one thing in my life that no one would eat. Everything else is always – it gets eaten. What can I tell you? I'm not that great a cook, but people are hungry. The one thing I made in my life was a casserole involving ham and macaroni and cheese and, for some reason, garlic. It was a really bad set of choices. Didn't work? No. No, it, it sounds like it would have been kind of tasty. It did not work at all. It was Ham, really macaroni. Bad, real bad. What else was garlic. it? Garlic and, <laughs> and cheese. Just leave the garlic out is what you're saying. Well, it... Or any one thing. I think the four yeah, was too, the you four, know, any it, one you, of those, yeah. you know, you might You need the done, Trinity, but, but you grief, can't go with the wasn't, quadrangle. Wasn't working. Ended up giving it to a neighbor. They didn't eat it either. Saw it in the garbage like two days later. So don't, didn't do that one again. But if you don't have failures and you don't keep cooking, you never know. In this particular case, though, it's something we need to be aware of as gardeners. You hear me all the time talking about one of the definitions of sustainability is our ability to nurture our pollinators, our ability to keep them doing what they need to do so that we can do what we need to do, which is to eat food. They can make pollination happen. That, in turn, gives us both flowers and food and eventually the, the, the next generation. All right, All these things are connected. It's real important to understand that new research reveals that bumblebees, because we are worried about them, and it's not all European honeybees, okay? Told you before, my Vitex tree is the humming is the bumblebee category all day long. The hummingbirds can't humming honeybees can't get in there. The hummingbirds can't get to that tree because it is so overrun with bumblebees. The hummingbirds and the honeybees are elsewhere in my garden, but that particular tree is just so attractive to them. Turns out that they cannot taste pesticides present in nectar, even when those concentrations would kill them. They don't have that kind of taste. So when I talk to you about not using systemic insecticides except in very rare cases, which is what they're intended for, it's very rare, precious in, in, in that sense cases, you have to be aware that it's not 
okay, well, I'll just use a little bit or I'll just do it once or any of those other things you might rationalize with yourself, it's going to affect your pollinators. And this is one more piece of evidence as to how. They did. I just, I do love, there's some botanical and scientific names that are just better than others. Bumblebee, of course, is Bombus. <laughs> and there's something about being named Bombus terrestris that tells me that it is, in fact, a bumblebee. But they were working on brassicas, they were, you know, that whole, that whole category of plants. And if they would avoid drinking the pesticides, over a number of concentrations, and they did not because they could not tell the difference. This is really not not news because we have seen problems happen to our pollinators, but we do think of bumblebees as being the, 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 the tough guys, the chunkiest ones. And, in fact, this is not good news in terms of that. Really is not. Rich and Kentwood has uh, laid in with some, I don't know, what do you think, Lance? Let's just leave now. I mean, we <laughs> <laughs> Take ourselves down. Yeah, I'm just going to sleep under one of the four trees. For the rest I, I want to be by the fire pit myself. So that's, yeah, that's that it. that's the one. I, that one he took sideways, and he knows he he's, he's yeah, challenging he's, me this he morning. Rich knows. Me. Yeah, he knows. He, he's, I've got to do that one separate than the other four. Well, we so have I, to make you work. Of I mean, course. You know. yeah, I mean, that's what I'm here for. I have to earn this. I've already, like I said, the mulligan. But they goodness. are just beautiful. They aren't they? Goodness just gorgeous. Gracious. I um I'm. I'm I'm not jealous because then I would have to say that I was going to put all that up and take all that down. I'm not, but I enjoy admiring other people. I'm sure Rich, he probably enjoys every second of that. He's such a multifaceted guy and, I mean, got so many things going on. on. I don't know how he finds the time to do all of it. Well, he's got a good staff. He's on my my thing. Turn the camera around. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. We have to keep something mystery here. It's a little bit of mysterious business. Just for a moment. What is all of this? Boy, I got some news in here I had no idea I had. How about that? The folks in the Garden Mama group on Facebook are pretty much just putting up pictures of Christmas cactus, Easter cactus, Thanksgiving cactus, whoever's blooming right now, what I call the holiday cactus, and they're just gorgeous. So I have reached um, another 70 people that want to get into the group, even though the group is private and doesn't accept members. So probably this week I'll go through and see who some of y'all are. If you answer the questions on Facebook that that are asked of you, generally I will let you come on into the group. It's just that we've had so much trouble with people trying to come in for reasons other than just pictures of pretty plants that I had to had to bring the hammer down keep that from happening another thing that's going on and i'm happy to say i love going to my mailbox this time of the year whether it's the email box to alert me that you've sent me a subscription in paypal or zelle or one of the other services or whether it is in the physical mailbox because you all still send checks and money orders y'all are great all things garden mama weekly is cranking up for another year the new year starts in january and for the first time all subscriptions will begin in january so if you paid for your subscription a year ago, it's due now. If you paid for a subscription two years ago and kind of got your way through there, it's due now because we are going to have to go through that list and knock some of y'all off because we got a lot more paying people now than we used to. So please join us. It comes out every week. It's about my garden and your garden, and it's a little bit about the show, and it's a little bit about what needs to happen, and it's some pretty good pictures. So by all means, come on, send me an email for more info, mama on air at yahoo.com. Thank you. I have uh, one of my very favorite stories about pumpkins involves 
you know, you always like it when a professor has to learn something and the professor said, oh, no, 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 that's not correct. It was what are some edible seeds was the question. And, and my friend said pumpkin. And he said, oh, no, 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 nobody eats those. And she roasted him some and brought them to him. And, of course, he liked them. And, indeed, there are bags of pumpkin seeds everywhere. But it was fun to watch that happen. Anytime you can introduce someone to something that they have not eaten before, you may decide that this is a good idea. They may decide that seaweed salad is their very favorite thing. They may decide that, you know, there's any number of things that you may not have run upon that somebody that you like says, here, try this, and they do. So in in my world, I'm going to tell you to roast and eat those pumpkin seeds, even if you just if, – if the, the pumpkins are still there and you think you're going to make a pie, you're not. So go ahead and take the seeds out. <laughs> Thank you. Why is Franklin sitting on the, the one side of the table all by himself, though? That bothered me. See? It's all about pumpkins. Got to have some pumpkin gotta love. Go, have this some is pumpkin. tis the season to love pumpkin, right? I mean, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Well, we just have a brand new subscriber that has just weighed in. Trust me, I will. I'll, I will do that. Thank you, Scotty. Appreciate that. Orange is the new orange, y'all. Orange is the new orange. What am I? What am I talking about? Well, speaking of pumpkins, it turns out orange is not only a warm and confident color. As you may know, orange is one of those colors that I didn't like, didn't know much about. I didn't think there was anything other than oranges that were orange. And then I discovered Holland. When I was invited there, I had the opportunity to see many, many more shades of orange for some reason or another, and I just fell in love with it. So that's that's my first piece about it. Last week, by the way, the sweet potato pie beat out the pumpkin pie. I'm still taking the pumpkin pie and making dog treats out of the can of that because it was too expensive to leave it on the shelf for any longer. <laughs> pumpkin got expensive. Did you know that? But we got everything from carrots and peppers to the butternut squash that is sitting at my house right now waiting for me to cook up some delicious soup. An antioxidant powerhouse is the color orange. This is the beta carotene. This is why they we, why you've heard your whole life even though it's not, it, it isn't true that you can eat carrots and your eyes will be fine because I eat carrots and my eyes are terrible. But it maybe they'd be worse. <laughs> That's what the whole business of beta carotene is. That Ed's an Ovet. Good morning, welcome in, Ed. What's going on? How you doing, God, Mom? I just got a question about collars. Um, I had about fifty plants out. The deer got to them, and uh, so I won't be eating collars this year. I'm mm-hmm. gonna be eating deer sausage, but we're gonna <laughs> leave that at that. Oh. Uh, my question is, um, some of these older people I hunt with, they have collards in the summertime that are up almost waist high, and they told me when they start seeding just to pull the tops out and they'll keep on growing. I, I can never make them do that. Could you help me with that? Well, it, it's, it's the, the thing that happens to collards in the summer is the same thing that happens to parsley. It tries to bolt. In other words, you planted mm-hmm. it in the spring and it tries to put on its flowers and that's what the center, the hard stalk is. So the way that they're, what they're right. doing is they're taking out that center stalk, giving them some more fertilizer and then encouraging them to grow on and make some more leaves. But it, it's, it's harder oh. than just sowing fresh seed, I'll say that, but it does get you through the summer with some to eat and it gets you to the cooler weather when they taste better. <laughs> so. Right, because I, I was curious, I have to plant them every year, and I'm not sitting there going, these people got collars the size of my waist, 
and they've had them for a few years. Mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. was told me to do that where you can keep them through the summer. But thank you for you taking can. my call, but, Mom, but, but listen now, thank you very much. If you can put them where they get afternoon protection from the latest heat, they will taste better even in the summer. So thank you very much okay, for that. Thank you very Take much, care. Have a great one. Thank you, Ed. Yeah, we, we, we learn a lot from the old timers. Um, I have, I've told you before that I learned to garden from my grandfather who learned to garden before World War II. So all of his ways were what would now be referred to as organic or sustainable. And some of them were very dangerous. He set fire to stuff. You know, I mean, he did all kinds of things right there in town that you can't do anymore. But, He also taught me how to look at what the problem is first before you just reach over on the shelf for the solution. And that has helped a whole lot. There's a lot of times there's a cultural answer or there is, for example, they'll tell you that they're that they're making it so well, but they won't tell you what they did. And what they did was to take out that center stem. That is so beautiful, y'all. If you're at supertalk.tv, just take a deep breath. You can see why I want to be by that fire pit. Thank you, Rich. It's just wonderful. Just lovely. Really good news um, in in the at in the whole world really of our weather. I've been and and we are we will talk pretty soon here to our friend who plays a meteorologist on the radio. But am I correct, sir, that we have got we're looking at the El Nino pattern, so we're looking at slightly wetter, slightly warmer than average. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because there, I've seen. Contrary opinions to that on, you know, during the summer, generally it's drier and, and hot. You don't have the, the rain. The, the jet stream is n- more north. It's mm-hmm. not as pushed down into the deep south as normally, uh, as normal. And that's as a result of the El Nino and La Nina patterns. And then as the winter comes, it should be a warmer and drier, um, winter in the north. And we should receive maybe cooler and damper weather in the winter. Mm-hmm. I've seen that quite a few times. I've read that. And then I've also read it the opposite. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, to me, I, I think I've read it more where it may be wetter and a little cooler here in the su- in the winter because we had such a dry and hot summer. So it's a reactive. It's reactive, right, exactly. Okay. And the, during this cycle, and then when it comes to La Nina, it flips. Mm-hmm. So you have mm-hmm. the, the exact opposite where we would have a, a wetter, a cooler summer, but then you would have a warmer and drier winter. Don't we wish. So, you know, those are the kind of uh, <laughs> cause and effect to what's going on out there in the, the, the conveyor piece, belt. The in only the piece that I have seen in that conveyor belt is that, in fact, south mm-hmm. of where I am, where we're talking about zone deeply 8B now mm-hmm. and zone, into zone 9 across our coast, is going be real wet right that's it, what it looks like it, it looks and, like it's yeah, cooler and wetter winter than we would normally for, get. for all of those reasons um i've been planting but i'm not planting i've been planting in con- big containers that i can then put tops on because i don't know how it's going to go well and yeah. it's been so hot to this point i mean we're mm-hmm. getting some decent mm-hmm. weather at the point as far as cool but in the dampness but again it's been so dry up to this point that you would think i'm crazy to tell you it might be cooler and wetter this winter but <laughs> apparently when it flips it flips well when the, and that's know, what we may be about to see if if the if the people that actually are meteorologists and i did stay at a holiday in you know (laughs) once so i I do have the qualifications it's always that issue though because even though a, a pattern is trending that doesn't mean it will happen at your house i have this has been absolute truth it can rain at my sister's place 
near the near the Mississippi River, mm-hmm. and it can rain at your house in Rankin County, and my house won't see a drop. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I can do that driving to work. So, well, yeah, you go through all of it. Yeah, I, you know, it's like Rankin County is a different planet to it's, to Hines or Madison. Is. Sometimes, sometimes is you're absolutely right. My goodness, lots to talk about, lots going on around here, and I've got a couple more things I want to bring to your attention. We'll talk about camellias. Talk a little bit about uh, a few new clues. Do you have itch? Do you have eczema? Let me tell you about it. Come on now. Stick around. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. It's a big job keeping a whole planet fed. More American producers are turning to the fuel that gives them the power to do it. Propane. With lower costs, cleaner emissions, and greater reliability, propane can do more around your operation better than any other fuel. And with an abundant supply made right here in the U.S., you're helping America stay energy independent. We've got a world to feed, so let's get to work in a clean energy revolution. Energy for everyone. Propane. For more information, visit MSPropane.com. So how do you know if you have hail damage? Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here from Experience Believe Me. You need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. Plus, count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing is available. Count on the pros. Watkins, 601-966-8233. Hey, I'm Jackie, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit is the chicken. It is golden brown, so juicy, so delicious. It's the perfect savory start to my day. Hey, I'm Matt, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit is the freshly baked, flaky, buttery biscuit. When I take a bite, it's kind of like, you know, crispy, soft, crispy. Crispy outside, soft interior, crispy chicken. There's really nothing like it. Order a Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit and simply orange juice on the Chick-fil-A app. Real guests paid for their testimonials. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Brighten the coming fall days and spice up your porch with the magnificent colors of cushion mums in bud and bloom. Lakeland has them. While you're there, be sure to check out the large selection of tropical plants and citrus trees for your sunroom, too. And don't forget to pick up winterizer for your lawn. Fall feeding promotes deep root growth and helps your lawn weather the winter. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. 
I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to orchard. OrchardRetirement.com. We've sent that Rip Van Winkle guy to the dentist. Hey, what? Hey, what? And what's worse than a trip to the dentist? Your wife's paint project that you've put off. Let Seabrook Paint in Jackson and Ridgeland find that Benjamin Moore paint and a contractor that will get you back doing the important things in life, like grilling and watching sports. Seabrook, Benjamin Moore paint, and a happy wife, happy life. Seabrook Paint in Jackson on Monument and in Ridgeland on West Jackson. Every 40 seconds, a child is reported missing. Find the Children is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping find missing kids. You can be a part of their mission by donating your unwanted car. Call 1-800-775-5622. You'll receive the maximum tax deduction, and we provide fast, free pickup. Call 1-800-775-5622. Donate your unwanted or unused car. Call 1-800-775-5622. This advertisement was paid for by Cars R Us and Find the Children. I can see clearly now the rain is gone I can see all obstacles in my way Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind It's gonna be a bright, 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 bright sunshiny day Yes indeed it is Nice. See, there's our meteorological forecast for today. Mabel's in Jackson. Hello, hello. Welcome yeah. in. What's going on? Yeah. I want to know what, whether I brought my plants in. Mm-hmm. And uh, those that I was in small enough pots to bring in. My highest range uh, is, I got another big one out there. And I don't know. Well, it's going to make it, you know, but you'll have to stay out there. Oh, yeah. Hydrangeas, the hydrangeas are going to be fine. The only thing that I would do for them, if it gets real, real cold, they're in containers, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, if they're if they're in containers, if it gets if it's going to be 25 degrees, I would pull the containers up next to your house. Other than that, they're going to be fine. They'll, they'll look bad just like mine does right now, but it's they're going to be fine. Yeah, that's right, because mine looking real bad. Yeah, mine look like somebody took a torch to them, but, they, I mean, it was just the dryness of the, the fall and the heat of the summer. But I got a few flowers, and now I, I, they're going to be fine. It's just a matter of letting them get through the winter, and because they are in big pots, your kids will move them up close to the house for you. If, it, if it's actually going to be that cold, we don't know. We don't even know. Um, oh, it's gonna be cold. <laughs> <laughs> but what about the what about the plants I got in the house? How often I supposed to feed them? No more than once a month, and in, and maybe not even that. In in my case, I have a few things I feed in, and some things I don't feed at all in the winter. If they're big enough plants, I don't really need them to grow. So I might give them a little mm-hmm. fertilizer to help keep the leaves green, but it doesn't take very much at this time. Okay, so um, they got green leaves on, mm-hmm. but 
have to mow the lawn being not not feasible. Most of the plants that you have, Mabel, it's going to be when the top of that soil feels dry to your first knuckle. When you put your finger in the soil, most of your things are in good mm-hmm. size containers, and they don't need water any more often than that. It might be in a week. It might be two weeks. It just depends on that plant. Okay. Okay. But I didn't water when I brought them. I didn't water them when I brought them in. I understand because so, they were already wet. Water them now. Yeah, sure. I'd water them now. Yeah. They've been inside a couple of weeks. Yeah, go ahead. No problem. Oh. I'm so okay. glad to hear from you. And then I've been trying to get my radio on pick you up <laughs> like it should. Well, <laughs> we'll have to download that app. You you were saying something about sweatshirts. T-shirts. I mean, that's sweatshirts. T-shirts. Right mm-hmm. That's shirts. Yep, we got T-shirts. Uh, if you, you if, I'm going to get Lance to take your address, um, but just because I know where you are, I can either bring it or, or drop it off or bring it in, or put it in the mail. But uh, hang on for a second, and I'm well, going to I'm going to get Lance to be nice and take your address for me. Thank you much, Mabel. I'm glad to hear from okay. you. Okay. Because we don't we don't all email some most of us do but not everybody. Thank you, sir. Now I have a, one thing else I want to talk to you about today, and that's your camellias. If you haven't thought about them needing to be sprayed this winter for bugs, for to prevent bugs, to 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 deal with bugs, there's two different approaches. And someone said to me, doesn't it have to be timed so that when the Crawlers come out from under the scales, the new babies in that when you have to spray. That's great. If you can spray at that point, you'll have a really great opportunity to control the scale insects. But it's also true that our horticultural oils, our ultra-refined horticultural oils, will smother those scales. And that it is true also that they will take care of other insects that you don't even know you have, particularly if you will spray the backs of the leaves in the crevices of all of the branches as well as on top of the leaves. But you either need to spray while they're in tight bud or after the blooms have finished. So you can you can time yourself or time the activity for the blooming so the blooming is not disrupted. Okay? So that's the first thing about that. The other thing is that you really do need to do the same thing to your rose bed if you've got whether you have um, landscape roses or whether you grow hybrid teas you need to get those cleaned up and get all those leaves out of there particularly spray them because frankly the japanese beetles are going to survive when other things don't so spray them with the with the oil after the leaves come off of those particular of those rose bushes in particular Retton Ridgeland's asking to, about spraying his apple trees over the winter. If you had problems with them last year, then yes. Otherwise, if they've been growing well, you can just grab the, the ones that you've got. The, the sprays that you use in the springtime will be plenty. Jim and Laurel. Hey, what's going on, Jim? I'm lost as a goose. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, my daughter's got, it's not a tree, it's like a shrub, but it's uh, about 12 inches round at the bottom. It don't go up but about a foot, and it goes branching off. And these things look like the bark has slipped off of them, and they're gray and silver. Hmm. We don't gray and brown. Gray brown. We know what kind of plant it is? Uh, yeah, I try to figure out what it is, because I'm going to try to mm-hmm. get some and put in my yard. I think it's pretty. Okay. I would have to say, ask her to take a picture and send it to me, because that's not ringing a bell for me. But you can send me a picture at mamaonair at yahoo.com, and I can look it up for you. Okay? Okay. Well, one other one. Let's see if, you, let's see if we sure. can go on this one. Sure. It uh, looks like it's got needles on it, like a pine. 
but it grows like these trees you see in Africa. I mean, just a tree growing up, the limbs go out there like 30 feet, and it'd be okay. pine. There ain't no, no small limbs on it, the mother limbs nowhere until you get the very top of it. The thing's about 60 foot high. Do you know monkey puzzle tree? A what? Monkey puzzle. <clears throat> Excuse me, monkey puzzle tree. Look that one up. Never, well, look that one up because that may be the way you describe it. That's what comes to my mind. That's how they look. And my neighbor's is beautiful right now. It's real, real eye catching. There's two or three over here not far from mm-hmm. me, and uh, the old people used to call them swamp pines. Okay, I don't know. I, I don't know that. I, I did. That's the only name I ever knew. By. I figured if anybody knew you, <laughs> well, we'll look up swamp pine. But I can't do it right now because I'm about to run out of time. I, I don't. Okay. Well, I, hope I don't you think had a good it's an actual. Garden, Mama. We'll catch y'all later. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. I don't think it's an actual pine, but we're going to look up and see. I, I think it's. A, I believe it's a different species, but we'll see. How about that? Now. I did want to be sure that I got didn't miss this one, and I have just enough time to to do it for you. Because it was just a holiday, and because we have a lot of other opportunities for gatherings coming up shortly, there always is the discussion of, do you get a hangover from fill-in-the-blank? Do you get a hangover from eggnog? Do you get a hangover from red wine? Do you get a hangover from whatever it is? The truth of the matter turns out to be that because we have such amounts of strong sunlight on the grapes, for example, in Napa, it's the sunlight that creates the reaction in the grapes that eventually gives you the headache. It's not because the grapes grown somewhere else, the same grape isn't going to have this effect. The, the, The people who get headaches, the flavanols are are absolutely elevated. Okay, they are incredible. It goes to to the metabolism that happens, and it, as a result of the, it blocks the metabolism of alcohol, and therefore it turns around and you don't metabolize it. It gives you a headache. Pretty interesting, but it's the way the grapes are grown. It's different. It's just different. I love that. We have a recommendation for Jim. It might be cedar pine. Is what uh, Alvin says is the same thing. Okay. My goodness, that went fast. Didn't even get to do the rest of it. But that's because we got another week coming up next week. Please be here, because we'll be here. This is the Garden Mama Show. The Garden Mama Show is a production of Super Talk Mississippi Media. Download past episodes at supertalk.fm and contact Garden Mama anytime at mamaonair at yahoo.com. Thanks for choosing the Garden Mama Show. Hi, this is Fred Johnson, president of Mississippi 811. I'm proud to announce that Bob and Jenny have finally moved into their new house after living in a doghouse for a couple of years. 
As you may know, that was because Bob decided to pound a sign in their front yard without contacting 811 and hit a gas line. Bob has finally learned his lesson, but if he forgets, I'm sure that Jenny will remind him. Remember, safety is in your hands every dig, every time. Be sure to contact Mississippi 811 at least three working days before you dig. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by, see us, or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Gallo here for Baroni's Tree Pros. My friends at Baroni's Tree Pros put customer satisfaction as the only way to leave a job. Nothing less than the best service you'll find in the industry on tree removal, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris cleanup. You got questions? Baroni's Tree Pros will give you a plan, time frame, and budget that's perfect for you. Free estimate at 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. Or it's online at baroniestreepros.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production. 